0: From Newstalkzb.co.nz, it's the Mike Hosking Breakfast with BNZ. Oh, G'day there and welcome to the rewrap wrap for Wednesday. All the best bits from the Mike Hosking Breakfast on Newstalkzb in a sillier package. I am Glenn ZB and this morning uh, uh, one of our official languages seems to be less official than another. Uh, the Australian budget, we'll dig into this in a little bit. Uh, Mike can't take his eyes off the snooker and one guy in particular and Winston's wine habits But before any of that the football ferns deal uh, they're making some money Uh, what does Mike think about this? Sport is paid
1: for through broadcasting rights ticket sales and prize money the ferns will not be earning what the all whites earn because women's sport in general doesn't earn what men's sport does and it doesn't earn it because the people who pay the bills know that rightly or wrongly men's sport pulls a bigger crowd. And because it pulls a bigger crowd, the tickets are sold in greater quantities. The broadcasters are prepared to write bigger checks to stick it on the telly. The marketers know the blokes get more attention and more sales through branding and marketing. Now, you can argue all you want about fairness and changing it, but for now, it is what it is. And traditionally, wages and conditions in such operations are funded through revenue. The revenue goes up, the wages go up. The more revenue, the more wages. There probably isn't a better example than the EPL, the richest league in the world, or the NFL, or the Major League Baseball. Players are paid millions, because hundreds of millions watch, wear the shirts, invest in the tickets, and bring in the billions. When the All-Whites did make the World Cup last time, the country stopped. Remember that? We were besotted with football. The country doesn't stop for women's football, even the women's rugby. World champs, dominant wherever they go, they do not bring in the coin of the All-Blacks. So, if you're going to balance the ledger, men and women, same deal, same pay, someone is making up the difference because the economics aren't real. That's why tennis has scrapped over prize money for years. Surely at least part of the argument over fairness is fairness at all levels, and that must include revenue generation. Otherwise, part of the ride is free. And as we all know... There is no free ride.
0: Now, my 14-year-old monster uh, plays football, so um, I hope that uh, the pay rates just keep going up and up and up and that she becomes a professional footballer and then I can retire and she can keep me in the manner to which I've become accustomed. Is that too much to ask? It's my—it's a, it's a rough plan, but I think it's fairly solid. Uh, oh, the future. Are we all going to be speaking Mary in the future?
1: When I was imprisoned in our state schooling system, I was still forced to pick English, maths, and a science. It was extremely limiting and made massive assumptions about where you were heading for work. Now, the downside of today, of course, is being able to choose anything you want uh, does run the risk of kids loading up on the lightweight, go-nowhere-ish sort of subjects. Yes, you pass everything, and yes, it's not a stretch, but where does it ultimately take you? And surely, if we've learned nothing about school, it's the link between learning and work that's so vital, and where is the Maori language taking you? And before all the hand ringers get up in arms, learning in school must be more than just promoting things. And this is all that's driving the Davidsons and the Mahutas. It is the pushing of their heritage and their culture, and their overreaching. Maori is not an international language. It is not a language of trade or business. So their argument for compulsion is not about advancing the country's cause. It's about using their power and their influence to hijack a system. Advocacy, the promotion of an idea, is one thing. Using your office to impose it, is something else again. The Maori language is debatably, and here's the good news, going through a small but some would argue significant renaissance with more people enrolling to learn it, and that is no bad thing. It is in fact the thing that's been the answer all along. The language has stagnated, to be kind, gone backwards to be realistic, for most of my life, for the aforementioned reasons. But the answer to its survival was always available to you If you wanted to take part. In other words, it was never illegal to learn it. And now through a variety of mechanisms, mainly publicity and cultural promotion, those who run the courses report increasing numbers. Good. Gentle, if not creative, persuasion tends to work, you see. Bullying, arm wrestling and an authoritarian arrogance, not so much.
0: The best incentive uh, is uh, a few drinks and free food afterwards. If they could do that, then people would really get involved. Uh, I don't even remember what we were talking about now, but if there if there's drinks and dinner involved, I'm there. Now, uh, the Australian budget was announced yesterday. Mike's f- found a few, should we call them anomalies? A couple of weird
1: things out of the Australian budget last night that Steve Price will outline for us. Uh, they're banning cash payments of more than $10,000, so no business can accept cash. So you can't roll in and buy big with cash. Uh, there's a tax on overseas hotel accommodation website's coming. There are new rules for the famous Australians to ensure that payments for the commercial exploitation of a person's fame and image are included in the taxable income. Migrants are going to have to wait four years to access welfare. Unemployed criminals are going to have their centelic benefits scrapped and the ABC's been slashed by 80 million. There's 30 million been devoted to robots. And there's 50 million been set aside to prosecute Russia for the involvement in the destruction of Malaysian Airlines flight MH17. They're
0: giving 30 million million to robots, did you say?
1: They're not uh, giving them to the robots, but they're building a lot of robots.
0: Oh, I thought it was like a robot benefit, no, no, you no, know, no. they like <laughs> if, if the a robot, robot didn't have a job, <laughs> you,
1: get a week, go... you get to be. If you're a robot and you can't find work and you can't pick
0: kiwi fruit, they'll give you money. Yeah, a... like like you don't get it. If you're a criminal, you don't get a benefit anymore, or if you're <laughs> an immigrant, you're you robot. don't get a benefit, but if you're a robot,
1: <laughs> good news. It's good times in Australia.
0: Bloody robots. Robots, not only are they stealing our jobs, they're stealing our uh, benefits as well. So entitled, those robots. I think they're running the place. Uh, How did that happen? Uh, Mike's been watching uh, a lot of snooker. I wonder when robots will start playing snooker. Maybe they already do. If you've never seen this guy,
1: I fell in love with Mark Williams, not the singer, but the snooker player. I've been watching the snooker over the last couple of weeks as much as I possibly can because the games go on forever from the famed Crucible in Sheffield. And anyway, I watched this guy, and a lot of these guys, I, I haven't watched snooker since I was a kid, and so most of the guys playing these days I've never heard of. But there was a guy I watched by accident the other night called Mark Williams, and I have never, I swear on my life, I have never seen a guy look more relaxed and at peace with himself and life around a snooker table. There are certain people, you know, how some of them are angsty, and they sort of think about everything. too. This guy just wanders around and goes, oh, black there? Done pink, done red, done, and I thought I've never seen anyone look better. And sure enough, he goes on and wins the thing. He's amazing. If you and love snooker, takes look off him all up. His clothes. Yeah. because he didn't think he was going to win. He said, if I win, I'm going to turn up to the press conference naked. And true to was word. He did. And I tell you what. What you soon discover in looking at a naked snooker player, it's not really an aerobic sport.
0: It's interesting, isn't it? How. Because, you know, you talk, you hear about some golfers, you know, working out and... and look at Tiger Woods. Ex- yeah, exa- uh. ex- exactly. To, you know, you've got to be in shape. And then you have other golfers.
1: What's that Duffy guy's name? You know, the American Duffy. You know, they're all big. They're all massive, aren't they? Who would know? But he's a winner. And if you ever want to look at a guy playing snooker brilliantly, he's your man.
0: I think I need to give it another go. I think I do have the physique for it after seeing that guy in the nude. Um... Yeah, I might have. I might be genetically predisposed to snooker. I can just. Uh, I'm just not that good at it. That's that's my major issue there. Uh, maybe I should lay off the wine. No, a study out today. Yes, that's right. There's another study. Uh, this one says that a uh, uh, wine a day will stop us getting. Uh, was it? I think it's prostate cancer. Prostate, it was quite specific, prostate cancer. Uh, so, of course, who else should we talk to about this than our foreign minister?
1: Aren't you pleased about that news on the red wine? Well, you know, uh, to tell you the truth, I didn't get any news about the red wine. What? What is it? Well, the red wine is if you drink a glass of red wine each day, uh, you reduce your chances of prostate cancer by more than 10%. Well, let me just say that. I honestly believe in, in, uh, that, that, that red wine is good for you, as long as it's... Not too many glasses a day. Three glasses a day, maybe. That's what doctors advise. <laughs> and I see cultures, I see cultures where people uh, live longer, they're healthier because they have a very good diet, a seriously good diet, and they follow, well, they drink the right stuff. Good stuff. And can't argue with wine, that. Wine, those sorts of red wines are very good for you. Exactly. Well, well, my, doc- my doctor says so. <laughs> good. Nice to talk to you, Winston Peters. Two or three a my doctor.
0: Who's this doctor? I give, think I'm changing my doctor. Give me his name. Give me his name. You, can, can, actually, can we get it on prescription? Surely, with the, with so many studies insisting uh, the myriad health benefits of drinking red wine, surely you can get a prescription for it. These it should be subsidised for the for the benefit of all all of us. I'm Glenn ZB Uh, And if next week there's a study out that says that wine's not good for us, I'm ignoring it hard out. I will see you back here again tomorrow uh, with another re-wrap. It'll be one of those bottle shake bags, I reckon.